Hello and welcome to this uh, very special edition of the Game Train Podcast. I'm Callan Davison, joining me is Carl the Lyrical Smith, and also we have Genghis Twine here in the background. Hiya! Hello Genghis Twine, welcome to the Game Train. All aboard. Alright, so we have been at E3, day one, 2018. How do you feel? Hi, for those wondering, I'm, I'm the voice of the Carl Smith. Um, Callan's on this really high energy and I'm, I'm really trying to match up with him right now. It's, it's been a really exciting day. But uh, yeah, I'm feeling very good. Very good. Sorry, I almost left you behind there. I... No, you did say my name, and I was like, here, uh, yep, I'll see you. I'll see you in a bit. It's like, okay. But it's it, the day has been like that. It's been nonstop from like meeting to meeting, game to game. We've played so many more games than I expected just on day one. There's been a few uh, games played today. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is insane. Um. We've had a massive day, so just bear with us on some of this. Here we go. All right, so The Division 2, Forza Horizon 4, Destiny 2 Forsaken Expansion, the Gambit Mode, uh, Project 1v1. Yeah, that's a code name, a working name. Yes. Uh, three Minutes to Midnight. Yeah. Mega Man X4 on a Switch, and also Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah, nice. All right, well, let's, uh, let's go back to the start of the day, though, and... You know, we wandered in this morning. Yep. It was kind of special to walk through those doors. It was, well, our first official steps inside the famous LA E3 Expo. It was a bit of a jumbled mess. Yeah, <laughs> we, we didn't know what we were doing. As soon as we walked in, we got, like, what? attacked by this bandit dude from, you know... Id Software's new Rage 2, he just like jumped out and said, like, are you ready to rage? I'm like, I don't think so. I just got here. He's like, let's rage. I'm like, oh my God. And he handed this, he was handing out hammers to do like one of those um, carnival, you know, smash the hammer, t- hammer and test your strength thing. And I was like, I, I, yeah, all right, screw it. Let's do it. Let's start the day with a bang. You yeah, like what yeah, I did yeah, yeah, yeah. And people going out and they were like doing some great hits on this uh, test your strength meter. And Carl here goes up and didn't even register. Excuse me, I beat the contestant before me. <laughs> it was a girl with Whoa, a Whoa, hey. Well, hang on a second. We can do what we can do, man. No, no, but she couldn't even hold the hammer properly. Had issues swinging the hammer down. Yeah, I think she kind of just let it fall. Yeah, yeah. And I think she just was under me. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I had just woken up, okay? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, anyway, yeah, so that was a... Uh, that was the Rage 2 experience. Yeah, yeah, that was. And right after that, we uh, we started lining up for what looked very exciting. Yes, uh, there was a big... The wall. Bethesda Hall. Yeah, the Bethesda Hall there. Uh, the Fallout 76 line. Yep. Yeah, so there was this massive line which we uh, which we jumped into and joined. And then um, uh, words trickled down that uh, Fallout 76 would be playable at the end of this line. So we're like, we've got other things that we should be doing right now. But a lot of things. We uh, we had a lot of things we had to get done. But we thought, you know what? Fallout 76, we want to have a go at this game. So we waited in line for one and a half hours. Minimum. Yep. Got to the front. And they're like, all right, you've got to book in a time now to come back. Yeah, which we came back later. So yeah. uh, we'll come back and let you know what happened. Yeah. We were like, oh, so this is a, a massive line. For a time to come back to this spot. Okay, okay, okay I yeah, understand. Yeah, yeah, we get that. So, yeah. we, so we moved on. We moved on. Uh, Carl got to play some Mega Man X on the Switch, which was very excited about. I was so excited. Uh, but I have to say, very quickly disappointed. Uh, I played, I don't know if they all looked the same, because there was a gentleman next to me who seemed to be playing Mega Man X 1, and it looked quite crisp and nice. 
I chose to play Mega Man X4, uh, and it was like just very muddy. Something about the resolution, or like menu gameplay, everything. And there were there were a few modes, and you could turn it to like pixel perfect or like this smooth mode. But I don't know, something about it just looked like uh, you know, like just like a decent emulator. I don't I don't know. Maybe it'll be different on the Switch. We didn't actually play it on the handheld. It was connected console-wise straight into a TV, and we're playing it with a pro controller. Still felt the same and, and cool, and it'll be fun to have on the go, but I don't know if I'll ever play it plugged into a TV. I don't think this is what Mega Man X Collection is for, for me. No, okay, yeah. Um, I sort of just watched him play it, and he's like, wow, look at these graphics. And I was like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Just kind of looked at him and, and nodded, and then I, I sort of glanced over and saw Monster Hunter being played on a Switch, and that looked amazing. Yeah, doesn't it? Well, I, I, um, it was only quick uh, as we walked on by, but um, this is the Monster Hunter. It's coming out later this year. On Switch, and I don't, it just looked super nice. Yeah, must have the ultimate thing, something ultimate. I just I oh. completely forget the name right now. Forgive us, guys, but uh, yeah, you know, it is, there is one coming to Switch, and uh, just from like a, a glance at, at watching someone play, it did look great. So then we uh, checked into our first appointment today with uh, we went to check out Scarecrow's uh, Three Minutes to Midnight. That's right. So this is a uh, point-and-click adventure. Yeah, super old school one. It looked a lot like the the new remakes of Monkey Island One and Two that they released on the Xbox Live uh, on three hundred and sixty just recently. Why well, say recently? Jeez, that was like five years ago now. This generation yeah. is just flying past, man. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it felt it felt like the remakes of of uh, of those Monkey Island games, the original ones. Like, you know, it had humor in it. It, w- it was funny. The animation was very fluid and and like picturesque every sort of still screen looked like concept art very you could tell it was very influenced by the point and click days of yesteryear like with the like silly puzzles and 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 funny human like simple things like lighting a candle and then putting it in your pocket to use later all those things that only kind of point and click fans know is a thing where like if someone new plays it you're like what in the world is going on and how and why are you doing that but a few quirky things uh, you know, I had a few, I had a bit of trouble with the with the puzzles. They weren't as, as clear, and because we were kind of thrown into the middle part of the game and not really knowing what context it was in, we knew we had to find a key uh, of some sorts and, and talking to character. I was I was a bit lost and felt maybe a little rushed. It was a strange environment to be playing like a moody point and click adventure, or I was just full rubbish. And these are some excuses that I prepared. But you're like the point-and-click guy. You've got two point-and-click characters tattooed on yourself, so you've got no excuse. Uh, Grim Fandango is a controller game. You've still got to do the same sort of puzzles. No pointing or clicking. Uh, it's implied. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Right, yeah. So, yeah, it was really cool to um, just hang out with the devs and they'll, you know, talk through the game and things like that, which is, which is really nice, you know. And, yeah, it... You know, for these like small studios, you, you you're sitting there in a little tiny booth and you look over yonder and there's like this massive Ubisoft thing, blaring yep. stuff going on everywhere and yep. and there's just just these little indie studios just scattered everywhere, scattered around the place. But it's really cool for them to be like at these major events and then you know people just cruise on by and you know check out the game and have those quiet little chats with them back and again. they're just so much more intimate because you're just sitting there not with like a bunch of representatives you're there with like the people who give their heart and soul to it and the creators and you have this real unique connection in a way that you kind of can't have when you're like 
you know, playing Mario or Destiny. Yeah, it's or, not know. like she, <laughs> Miyamoto's standing there and you're like, oh, so uh, what's the inspiration for this? Yeah, so exactly. This Miyamoto and then he explains it to you. It's like, you get, that would never happen. Yeah, so that's why these, like, indie ones are really beautiful. These people are really nice to talk to. We're going to try and um, head back in the next couple of days if we have the time and try and record a, a, an official interview with them. We did ask them, so we're going to yeah. see if that can happen cool. in the big mess and cyclone that is E3 Expo. It, it is. It's uh, it's this, I'm not even going to say organized chaos. It was It was fun, though. Yeah, it was. People, a lot of walking. A lot of walking. A uh, little. But with a mission. Wasn't as packed as I thought it would be inside the hall. No, I was expecting a lot more, you know, squeezing past people and all. That. It was it's quite easy to move around the hall and get to where you're going to. Yeah, uh, there's just a lot of lines. So let's continue with our Fallout 76. Oh yeah, experience. after that we went back because we were due. We had our we, time booked. Yep, yep. We were heading back to Fallout 76 to, we for the most anticipated gameplay of the show. Oh, right, man, I easily. I couldn't wait to play this game. Like this oh, me Fallout neither. 76. And so, we waited so long for this moment. Oh, we went back and we we then lined up again and we had to wait. And then they eventually uh, put you in this little uh, area where the experience starts. So it's like you're living in the vault and you're about to leave the vault and then go out into into the world. You're experiencing Reclamation Day. They're all like in character, these brilliant actors. Yep. I have to say, they were just wonderful. It, it was strange how you're surrounded by other booths and sounds on the outside, but once you're in there, the performance of these actors and the setup of, of the... Uh, the experience was just done so well that you're like, you just, and they'd never break character no matter what. And yeah. they were just so charming. They kept saying like, welcome to Reclamation Day. I can't wait to get out. We've been in here for 25 years. Are you ready after all your testing? I'm like, um, sure. Are you nervous? I, have you put up your charisma? I sure hope you have. Yeah. You know, like very Fallouty style of talk, like in, that you get in the game. Yeah, eerie, you know? Yeah, it was, it was kind of bizarre because it's like, well, I kind of know what it's going to be like out there. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a mess. Yeah, and they're like, what should I do? What are the people like? I wonder if they'll be lovely. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure they will be lovely. They will welcome us with open arms the out super there. Super mutants. Not yet in Fallout 76. Ah, ghouls. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yes. All the ghoulies. Yes. So, yeah, we continue through this, and you, you get your photo taken, and... Oh, you got our IDs. Yeah, we're gonna, you get your IDs, and so you have a group of about six people, and you're moving through these different rooms and areas, and you're dealing with, like charisma and intelligence tests and they're all all against you in this whole twisted fallout style of way yeah there's like a, a scientist dressed up and he's quizzing you about intelligence and then there's like a, a more angry sort of not a general but more of a soldiery looking guy who's like there to teach you strength and stamina and this sort of charming girl teacher looking lady teaching you about charisma and and they're quizzing you and asking you these questions and they gave us all these objects and asked us what we would do with them to survive, and it was impossible questions, but funny. Yeah, you had to try and work your way through it, and then they put us through the, in this, like, almost an escape room challenge, which felt like that was also rigged against us. Yeah, I'm sure it was possible, but we it, did not do very well yeah. at all. It was like one of those escape, yeah, escape room yeah, things. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, so, right. So this whole uh, situation keeps going and, and going through all this, and I reckon it took 45, 50 minutes to go through all this. Could have been, yeah. yeah. It was it was interesting and fun, and, and it, you know, it, it took a while, and we just felt like it was building up to the line. Like this was a slow, almost a secondary line to play the game. That you yeah. you go through all these things, and then at the very end you get to play the game. So 
they finally direct you into this last little room. Yeah. And it is the whole scene with the vault door opening. So I've got this cool lightning, a lighting set up and how bright sunlight's coming into your eyes and they're filming you through this whole moment and stuff like that. Yeah, and special. we have the video of it. We're actually going to put that video up in, in, in a couple of days. Yep. And then it's like that scene ends and the, the rep says, all right, you know, head on out. You walk out and you're just back in East <laughs> Yeah, they open the door and they're like, out you go. And we're out of the booth completely and we're like, is there? Is wait, there- where's the screens? And then we realized that some passerby just trolled us. Yep. So that was our Fallout 76 yep. experience. Yep. Cool. So we hope you enjoyed our, our, our little sneak peek of, uh, of gameplay in inverted commas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so no such luck. No, no, that was... Trust no one is what we found out, which I guess is another Fallout lesson. So It, it did hurt because we did lose well over two hours of our day messing around with this when there is so much to see. Like, E3 is massive. Like, I would say twice the size of Australian packs. Oh, probably, yeah. It may be bigger than... If you start counting, like, the Xbox building and all that kind of... Yeah, it gets a lot bigger again. Ginormous. And then there's outdoor areas of, like, live stages and... There's a lot lot of stuff going on in that place. Um, It's just... Ridiculous. You you really do need more than three days to get to everything, but I guess that's why you have a bigger team of people. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so we went from there, and we had another appointment all booked in. Um, this was with Gearbox, and they yes. had a, uh, we're going to just call it Project 1v1, because... That's a working title at the... Well, the code name there. They don't actually have an official name yet. Yeah. So they're calling it Project 1v1. Yep. And as the name implies, it's a 1v1 game. So first-person shooter. We've been looking at 100-player games with Battle Royales and all that. It was just nice to go back to a 1v1 game. And this one is a first-person shooter in a tiny sort of stage. Yeah. All the maps were, like, really nice and tight because, I mean, there's only you and one other player. So it's kind of more, like... They're very well-designed, strategically placed levels. Like, I, I honestly walked in, and I was kind of curious about this, but I, I had this weird feeling of walking and going, this won't work, and I can't wait to see how it doesn't work. So, you know, I can have a laugh about it, because last time I got excited about something like this was uh, Evolve, and then I just, when I actually played I'm like, this just, the concept is fun, but it just doesn't work. And I was feeling similar, but as soon as I sat down, I spent like five minutes with it, and I was like, this is awesome. It was so fun. I playing against a complete stranger, and yeah, it was it was really cool. It, like you had a few different characters that you could use, but they were all um, the characters were the same, but they could uh, there was a bunch of different loadouts. I, yeah, so identical move sets, and it was anything that was different about the characters was purely cosmetic. But yeah, all different loadout strategies with like some with shotguns and bouncy rocket launchers and lasers. I, I, I doubt my bouncy grenade launch was my favorite thing. Yeah, you like that one? Oh, mate, were you watching me? No, I was talking. Yep, yeah, cool. Oh, mate, I, I was having some fun with that thing. I saw your score at the end. That, yeah. yeah. 
That looked quite yeah, quite uh, good. Carl here doesn't know how to play FPS. I don't know how to. Play. I won two of my three games. The guy fell off five times because I threatened him off the ledge. Yeah, you, you won by default. I won and, by and, and strategic. Then, and then I sit down. Carl starts talking and goes, oh, "This guy thinks he's all great at like Overwatch and things like that on PC. You watch this guy go trying to add this implied pressure on me." <laughs> I annihilated my competition. Like, it was a no contest. Oh, that's a bit harsh to talk no, about no, the developer I, like that. The guy before the developer, <laughs> mate. Oh, didn't you win against the developer as well? One of, one of the staff there, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. It was it was fun. It though. was fun, but mind you, the um, the staff member was talking to Carl through his whole thing, so they weren't obviously. Yeah. yeah. Like, so I was just having fun. Yeah, but she was showing me things that, like, this button does this, and if you walk around here, and, oh, he killed me again. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was good fun, but uh, it was a, a, a really sort of fast-paced game. Very uh, quick, like, yeah. how quick it is and the crazy guns. The matches go for about five minutes, so it's a point system on whoever's got the most... So it's not just a 1v1, and then one dies, and then that's it, you know, and you go back to lobby. Yeah, you got, like, five minutes to kill each other as many times as you can. And it's one of those ones where uh, the, the winner stays on, so there'll be a bunch of people in the lobby, and the winner just keeps going on. Yep, and you, you watch the matches. You can even jump into, like, the, the observing match thing was pretty fun. Yeah, spectator mode. Yeah. Yep, and you can fly around the map and all that while in. So you can kind of mode. study the map and the, yeah. have a look at everything before you jump in, get yourself prepped and psyched up. But yep. I, and I thought it moved and, and like moved really slick. It looked beautiful. Yep. Uh, I believe they said it was on the Unreal Engine. Yeah. Uh, they don't have a, a strict date of when it's coming out yet. Well, or this anything. was all pretty much pre-alpha stuff as well. This yeah, is like very pre alpha This was some very early stuff that we were playing. And still this. looked so polished. Yeah, it did. It did. So it, this is going to look great. It was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to uh, checking out this when it does eventually release one day. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of just excited to see what it's going to be called. Yeah, I'm just hoping for Project 1v1. I'd be cool with that. Well, they were saying that 1v1 was taken and copyrighted. Oh, right. Which I don't know how you can do that, because it seems to me like that's more of a genre. Yeah, you can't... 1v1. Yeah. I, but I, I don't yeah. know. Who knows? Who knows? We're not in the business. Yeah. And then, well, from there, we're off to another appointment, this time with Activision. Uh, we checked out uh, some Destiny 2 DLC, which is coming out. Forsaken? Yes. Coming out later this year in September. We checked out the new PvP mode, the Gambit mode. Yeah, well... Uh, Kind of PvP? Uh, it, you, you're competing against players, so I still call it PvP. Yeah, it's like a... Oh, it's a team against another team. Goodness, it's it's so full-on. It's it's really fun. We're trying to figure out what to do for, I think, the majority of the session. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they explained it all to us. Yeah. But, I mean, and the thing is, the other team, they were all very confident and communicating. But once I realized that the mics went on... Yeah. And that... We had earphones in, but I couldn't hear anything unless you really shout. And we're not the shouting type. We did. We're we quietly had... smiling at each other, pretty much. Like yeah, yeah. The guys across from us were screaming out, and we're just quietly giving each other little grins and maybe a wink or something. And I was like, "How do you play with this warlock again?" <laughs> we we're all all of us that were playing it together. We're on different characters and loadouts than what we normally play, and on a PS. Four, which just confused my hands for some reason because I'm so used to Xbox 360. Yeah, so it was uh, we're at a really big disadvantage. But in saying all that, um, the mode goes like this: you you are both in separate areas, both teams, and enemies will spawn in. Um, you can't and, and, like yeah. see each other even. Yeah, just um, random computer controlled enemies. 
and you start killing them. You start getting these things called moats off them, and then you have to load up the moats into this central area. Like a bank them. Yep, like you bank them in, and then when you get to a certain amount of moats in, um, enemy, more enemies and harder enemies will then start spawning on the opposition side. And they will block their moat receiver, so it'll push that away. Yep. And until they kill like the big bad guy you send to them, they can't bank anything that they're doing, so they're like briefly stuck. And, and then it was, uh, it gets to a point where you can start sending other players into their game to like mess with them behind enemy lines. Yep. I did that, I kept doing that. Every time that portal opened, I was, I was through. I was out there, I was annoying them behind enemy lines. Ah, nice. And it was fun watching their reactions when they were all communicating and I would take like two of them out. And then what the hell was that? Yeah, like, <laughs> we got to take this guy out. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering about that. Which was, uh, which, which was good fun to watch. Um, yeah. I mean, and this is just one, like, this isn't the new DLC. Like, the new DLC is huge. This is just one piece of this giant thing that they're adding, like, well, so much extra content. Then, after that part where you can start jumping into the game, then they can summon the last boss for themselves to fight. Oh, yes. And through that, you can um, also keep jumping into the game to harass them. But if they destroy that, um, that last monster um, before you can destroy your last monster, they win the game. Yeah, and we lost twice, very convincingly. Oh yeah, it was a slaughter. It was yep. not even a competition. Well, we had um, one member of our team not dropping a single moat in Genghis Khan. Oh, he's all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was yeah, so it was nah, really cool. It, it, it was fun. It was fun to do, but uh, it, we were way out of our comfort zone with that. So yeah, yeah, that it um, yeah, these guys got this self uh, false sense of pride going for themselves there. We did get a special E3 emblem to use for when it comes out, but I hope it's not for PS4. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's awkward. Yeah, I didn't even think oh, of that. Oh, yeah, we have to check that. Anyway, yeah. um, after that, we uh, we headed out um, to... So that was that was it for the, the official sort of uh, expo day. Yes. The day ended, uh, but we were lucky enough uh, like very lucky enough to be invited to the, the Xbox after party sort of experience. Yeah, that was that, really that was cool. cool. It was a little invite only thing that we got invited to. Yeah, and only media were allowed. Only media were allowed. There was uh, there was drinks on on site and things like that. Yep, yeah, it was great. We got really free cool. drinks and free food. Was, yeah, yeah, that's right. Was, there was um, canapes being taken around to everyone, which was really cool, and um, a heap of games set up. So. Carl finally got to try out Forza Horizon, which I got to do the other day. So oh, so nice. Yeah, that was... I, I just sat in there. I had this, like, tickets to go get free beers, and I was, like, so keen for a beer on my way, and I was like, oh, Forza Horizon 4? Cancel that plan. So I sat down and played their demo, which was called the, like, hashtag E3 experience demo, and it was really cool. The game... Uh, as you guys have probably heard, even from us now, it they are more focused on seasons now. That's kind of their big thing on this one. And the demo takes you through all all the seasons and also all different cars. So you're doing like supercars and rally cars and like, uh, you know, a big truck kind of thing. Uh, and you just, you race about a minute on each different sort of season and track. And, and then you end it and you have the, these different missions. Like you have to do a certain time, get some air. And yada yada yada, and it, the whole thing finished, and I was just like, like a rush of like, wow, that was amazing. That you wanted like, to do it again? Yeah, like over and over, and it because, was just oh, 
I, I, I went and did it again, even though I did the same demo the other day. I sat yep. down next to Carl and had another go. And the whole time I was just like, yeah, this is amazing again. Even Genghis Twine had a go, and he's not even a car fan. And he got off and he was like, yeah, that was pretty good. That's good fun. I, I can't wait for that to come out and for me to do more. Like, we couldn't do any open world stuff. We just got to get a feel of the cars and races. Yeah. So I can't wait to explore that world. Cause that's my favorite part of the, uh, the Forza Horizon games is just that exploring and just running around smashing stuff so yeah that was cool uh we also got to check out the the xbox adaptive controller now we've spoken about this briefly before because they released it and you know well that they announced that they were going to release it and it was this um really wonderful project that xbox are working on to make games a lot more accessible to anyone with any kind of you know issues that they're having with their hands or you know and we thought from, I mean, I don't know what happened, but we just looked at it and thought, this looks really cool. There's like really big, easy to press buttons, and it's a very large controller that you can lay on your lap and cool, you know, like they're really trying. But when we actually went in there and held it and spoke to uh, one of the engineers, he just showed us this thing with all these examples that how you could use it. And behind the thing was an empty, uh, what, like 3.5 jack socket for mm -hmm. every input that you could have on an Xbox One controller, all in a straight row. And you can like rig up any kind of button you want, or you can buy buttons like giant stumpy buttons or like soft squishy ones or like foot pedals, anything at all you can imagine. Like, plus they had some that were like, um, some company peripherals that were like compatible with it, like joysticks and things, but you just plug them into any button in the back. Like they had a label for say like the X button or a trigger or a start, any button you wanted and you could, plug in this thing that plugged into the corresponding symbol and it, you know, a lead would go onto like a foot pedal and you put your foot on that and that's you pressing A. Uh, you know, oh, it was just, it was so much more accessible it was, it and complex. Was, it was amazing. And then you could also use that um, adaptive controller with a normal con Xbox controller, both synced into the same input but then you might use like just the left joystick on your normal Xbox controller and then like the bigger extra buttons on the um, adaptive controller as well. So it was really yeah. cool from that standpoint as well. Just, yep. just the amount of options people will have to be able to use this. It, it will open up gaming to so many extra people that may never have been able to hold a traditional controller for whatever reason. Yeah, or, or some that have just lost the ability recently, you know, things like that. Or you've just broken your arm, you know. So many kinds of th like, I was just blown away with with what they're doing with this project. It is just so, it just it's beautiful. It's so thoughtful and helpful, and the possibilities kind of looked endless. It wasn't just like here's a few options. It was just like whatever you want. They said even if you are a bit of a you know whiz with electronics and you can tinker something up, that'll work too. And yeah. I'm like wow, and yeah. they're encouraging it. They they want as many people to be able to play these games who want to as possible. And I just have so much respect for that. So I was, I was very impressed. So yeah, that was cool. So we also then had another booking that evening with Xbox. Uh, one of the, uh, another game that's being made called, uh, generation zero. Yes. This is one of the, um, idea Xbox games that fit under that bracket. And it was by Avalanche, but it was one of their own independent uh, game so they had like a lot of creative freedom and and heaps of support from Xbox because that's what they're doing with the idea Xbox thing is that they're giving these um, 
you know, even smaller companies, but even bigger companies, they're letting some teams of those companies do like passion projects and just really work on the things that they, they are passionate and that they love. So even though it's like Avalanche, which is a studio we all know, but they're all, you know, working on huge things like Rage 2 at the moment. But there's a section of them that want to work on this new thing. And with things like ID at Xbox, they're supporting them in that way by just saying like, here's the budget, here's the support. You guys have the creative freedom, make something beautiful. Uh, I didn't know what to expect with Generation Zero, but I was blown away. Yeah, I had no idea going into this. We didn't even know what game we were seeing until about 10 minutes before. Yeah, yeah just before we walked in, um, uh, Jim, our PR guy, says like, oh, do, do you guys want to know what the name is? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah, he's yeah, like, cool. Generation Zero, it's, it's about some mechs and stuff. You'll find out in there. I'm like, what? Okay, let's yeah. go. Uh, and it was a, uh, it's a first-person game for four players. Yep. In this sort of, uh, gosh, what, it's nine, It's like the 80s. Yeah, it was the 80s in Sweden. In, uh, the 80s in Sweden. Oh, what a cool setup. Um, what a cool setup. And these machines have taken over, it looks like. Um, some, in a way, I got a very Horizon Zero Dawn thing from some, yeah. from the little runners. Well, from everything, because the machines range in size and their parts. Yes. Weaknesses and, and like, yes. machinery organs sort of thing, which very much like the Horizon Zero Dawn thing, where, like, you don't just go and shoot at the any old robot. You have to find which parts are best to shoot and why, and every creature acts and reacts differently to each weakness and... You, you shoot them in the eye and they get blind and it was really cool and looked really fun. They weren't like animals like in, in Horizon Zero Dawn. They were more like just actual robots, mechs. Some of them looked a bit like dogs, but they, they were very robot-y looking. They weren't yeah. made to look like, you know, dinosaurs or bears or... Oh, and, and yeah, it looked cool, it looked fun. Um, yeah. But you can sort of roam around wherever you want to go. It was, um, they're making quite a large world for this game. Yes, well, you know, they did make their own joke because we said like is this going to be like pretty big and they're like well it's an avalanche game so you can be rest assured that the world is going to be pretty huge yeah and like, there's cool. a lot of customization you can customize guns uh get upgrade parts uh there's some rpg elements you go up levels you earn skill well, you points. don't go up levels but you um there's a skill tree and you can buy or find gear that has like like, you find shoes, and, and they're all funky different colors, but some of them make you run faster or have better stamina. Yeah, but you, they said you can also get skill points to put into skill trees. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it showed us But I, I specifically asked if you did go up levels, but he said there is no levels. It's all about the gear you have right. and then the skill trees. So there, there, are, there is a tree, and it's about learning, um, like, uh, it, it was about learning maneuvers and moves and, and different skills instead of becoming, like, leveling up and getting stronger and faster in that way. Yeah. So it was it was kind of complex, but in a really fun way. Like yeah, and the just the outfits, it was just really funky, like really that eighties retro. There was a great boombox that you can get, so you can find like an old school eighties boombox. Yeah, and use it to distract enemies with with its music, and then short circuit it to short circuit the enemies. Yeah, oh, it was such a brilliant. It was really mechanic. cool. So you just throw that his boombox and starts playing this music, this old school eighties music, and all the enemies come running at it. And he, yeah. short, he short circuits it from a distance and zaps the enemies. Yeah, I just love that. It was so fun to see. And, and the music just kind of filled the game up. Like, it, it wasn't, like, in the distance. Like, it just was, like, that music was the soundtrack for a few seconds. And, and then, like, soon as it short circuit form, the music's gone. That's yeah. it. That was really cool. But it, it looks like an interesting game, which does come out next year. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, they're looking at next year. They're yeah, yeah. They, they weren't really firm, but it, definitely not this year, that's for sure. And it is coming out on uh, the Xbox, Steam, and PlayStation. Yeah, um, so that was really cool. Uh, we checked out some of the Division 2. We played that. So yeah, we had a played, demo, a guided demo. Like I had the other day. Yeah. You yeah. spoke about that already on... on... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that your, was fun. Your quick thoughts about that? Uh, well, I loved it. I really loved the division when I first jumped in with a bunch of my friends, and my brothers, and stuff. Um, but I got, uh, it's just me. But I got tired of the uh, winter really quickly. I just get over winter in most games. Winter and, and if a game's like all desert, it just kind of bores me. So this this was like really fresh to be out in like more green, lush sort of summery looking stuff. And then like it's a rundown city still, but it was just more entertaining and interesting to look at, and we, you know, fought on this big crashed plane, and the level setup was was really nice, and the graphics actually look very pretty. I, I had like a look at my my player model stood in the middle, did the old camera all around to look at the actual model, um, and it just looked a lot smoother and well more well lit than the first one. Division one was still a very pretty game, but it was just a bit um, washed out and bland in the actual texturing so i was very happy with this it just it just looked a bit more polished it felt really clean and smooth the guns were super satisfying i didn't really know what my special sort of upgrades were and stuff they looked really fun in the trailers but i was um, a bit overwhelmed with what buttons to press and what was doing what so i just kind of shot things yep um, as you do yeah but yeah, i did it, it felt it felt really great it was fun and then, um, yeah, I got to try out some uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 for the first time. You got to play Kingdom yeah, Hearts I, 3? Yeah, I quietly stood behind a person and waited. Oh, yeah, we forgot to say that there was, uh, what was it, 200 people in there with 98 machines, so you're pretty much oh. guaranteed to play something in there. It was awesome. It was like nothing we've ever done. Yeah. All brand new games. Yeah. And, and it was like a two-to-one ratio. Yeah, I said, Carl, this is my probably best chance to play some Kingdom Hearts if it's here. So it was there, so I'm like, right, jumped in the line, which I only had to wait a couple of minutes. Yep. Jumped on. So yeah, I got to play some Kingdom Hearts. I got to play the uh, the Olympus demo. Oh, there's yeah. two, there's the Olympus and the Toy Box one. I went to the Olympus because um, it was getting late and the Toy Box one goes for a lot longer. So just want to check it out. So it was really cool. It was, um, it's it's awesome. It's, it just looks beautiful. It's so colorful. It, it runs really slick. You know, I was... You can run up these cliffs in, in this level, and then um, there was all this heartless that appear, and you just fight them. You got you check out these new abilities, and and um, like like this roller coaster um, ride that you can sort of do that you shoot the enemies from, and things like that. It just it was really really fun. It, if you've played Kingdom Hearts two point eight Fragmentary Passage, imagine that, but just tightened up a bit more. And you've pretty much got Kingdom Hearts 3 going there. Oh, Kingdom Hearts 2.8 Fragmentated Passage. Yeah, of course. You have no idea, mate. No. no. Those are words. Just, mate, you, you sounds have, like you're picking out words out of a hat. You've got, you've got <laughs> until January 29th to get through this stuff. So All right. Get playing on that one. But, yeah, if you've played that, you'll understand. And it's just, yeah, it felt like such a much more polished version of that. But, you know, you're playing a Sora and you've got... You've got like uh, Donald and Goofy with you, and it was, it was awesome. And then you fight this big titan at the end. They fight a boss. Did you win? Yes. 
Nice, well done. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was good. It was good. I would like to try the toy box demo if I see a kiosk free sometime mm. out uh, Eve's story there. But we'll see. We'll see. I won't. I won't bust a nut trying to get to it. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's worth giving a shot. Um, well, I guess that that brings us to the end of day one. But going to do some trains. I think I think it's time for some uh, lame and hype trains. I think it is. All right. So uh, we're going to go straight into as always lame train first. Okay, Carl, what was your lame train today, mate? My lame train? Well, I mean, let's be honest. My, my lame train is the um, the evil whispers of the strangers that were um, made us, that led us to believe that there was some sort of gameplay at Fallout 76 experience uh, for, for many reasons. One, because then we waited two and a half hours that we wouldn't have waited for something that we really didn't need to do. But two, because what they did provide with the actors and the experience was something really magic that I didn't get to enjoy because I was waiting for something that didn't exist. And I think they ruined something that could could have just been really awesome. And I think that thing is awesome. So if anyone's ever around and doing something like that, just it is worth checking out. But just, yeah, that person just threw me off and made me have this different mindset. How did you feel? Well, what's your lame train? Lame train is the two and a bit hours we lost today from that we we went in with a plan and that threw us out mm-hmm. but we thought we're getting something so awesome and it didn't come through and it hurt <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna lie that that hurt to be at our very first e3 well i mean on, it was on attempt the, one so on the first day yeah you know and just to have that have it it did deflate me pretty hard that's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's two hours that we two and a bit hours we've lost with one and a half hours being the private media time in E three. Yeah. So that being said. So I uh, will just say this, a little word of advice. If you're ever at an expo or something, you see a big line and you aren't sure if there is gameplay at the end and you're there with a friend, just send them to the front of the line first and ask very, very specifically. Is there a gameplay demo here? And if there isn't, you be the judge of what you want to do. If you want to go see this cool thing with the actors and and things Mm -hmm. like that. Because it was was really well done. It was really well done. I'm not knocking the experience. I'm knocking what we... Yeah, well, like I said. You you said it quite well. Thank you. The the lineup was just huge. Because I think most people in that line were, were expecting some sort of gameplay. Well, because it was all kind of spreading around our line, that rumor. So, yeah, yeah. So, well... That did suck, but that aside, what's what was the hype train of the day for you? Hype train. Uh, standing in line for no, <laughs> uh, it was uh, it was playing Kingdom Hearts finally. Oh, nice. I think I yeah, you know, it's something I've been wanting to play for years. You know, the new one, being able to just have that nice sort of ten minutes at the end of this evening which we didn't know we were going to get this. So no. we kind of lost two hours today, but I feel like we did gain it back. Mm-hmm. Which leads me to my hype train. Uh, we, we were finished with uh, EB Expo, and I was like, wow, that was a really fun day. I got to do a lot of stuff. And then Callan finally got battery back to his dead phone. And was like, oh, we have some sort of invitation here. Oh, well, it's happening right now. It's a open party with the 
free drinks and uh, beers and all these games you can play at Xbox with like no lines and a beautiful relaxed air conditioning setup, awesome photos, shopping. There was like little merch stations everywhere. There was this awesome Sea of Thieves setup. There was like canapes, the Carl. Carl, there was canapes. How many did you eat? I don't know. Every time someone came past, I just grabbed one. It was it was just yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Um, but the Sea of Thieves setup was like a, a legit tavern with like giant cups done in the same sort of polygonal graphics, you know, that fun kind of Overwatchy style, but everything's huge and fun. And that was not in the plans, but it was like better and more accessible and more fun than anything we did that whole day. And everyone in there was lovely and helpful. That whole experience that wasn't even a thing in my brain was definitely my hype train today. Yeah, so I feel like we lost one, but we got one back. Yeah, so we're good. We're back to... We broke even. Yep. Yep. It's like, it's, awesome. it's like you lost a bunch of money in the casino, but then suddenly you want it back. Yeah, I don't know what that's like. I don't gamble. Neither do I uh, gamble responsibly. Although you do owe me $20 from uh, that. I mean, <laughs> that's 20 Australian dollars. If I remember that that was 20 Australian dollars. So, uh, yes, it was um, 20 US. So we aren't playing that game at the moment. Well, um, <laughs> tomorrow we'll have another thing about, you know, uh, day two. We are going to try and check out Spider-Man and... and uh, Smash Brothers and try a bit of hands-on. We are currently right now downloading Fortnite for Switch and Hollow Knight. So we're going to have a little look at those and whatever else tomorrow brings. Because as you can tell from this, uh, we can't really plan anything. Because things just randomly happen. We've got uh, Genghis Tuan standing by right near us, editing videos right now as we speak. So some of those will be going up in the next couple of days. He's been working frantically in these last couple of days on... Uh, shoestring of life he's, <laughs> he's tired he's sick we've dragged him on here but he he did drag his son he loves overwatch oh Hi. yes he loves his overwatch and he saw this overwatch stand and he's like guys we have to go to that and we're like we're like twine it's just you get a photo and a green screen Holding some overwatch weapons it was but he was like a child he was like please mum and dad take me along <laughs> It was, please, it was please Mama Carl, take me along. When I saw the toys there and the poses, I'm like, oh, I'm I am down. I I just I was diva for show. Um, we will have that. It was like a little micro video they did of us like spinning around. I just it turned out a lot of fun, especially you know having these sneaky media badges, which is probably another hype train. There was like twenty sneaky minutes we, twenty minutes sneaky. before we had to close, and we're like, oh, the line's pretty long. And they're like, oh no, you just get right on in there. Oh, I feel so guilty, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, well, that was mate, nice. We did line up for two hours today, so... That's true. Yeah. yeah. So it's even. See, yeah. we won a few. Yeah, we we had a couple of wins, etc. But yeah, uh, cheers for uh, tuning in again, guys. But we'll be back again uh, with a day two wrap. Uh, it should be cool. We don't know what to expect. We'll go play some more games. We'll start getting to the games that people want us to check out as well yeah. and we'll try and report back to them but yeah again thank you for listening thank you very much ladies and gentlemen and this has been game train oh.